Hey, Ryan, you're a gamer. Yeah. Our guest this week, Sam Baring, he's a gamer too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And how many hours a week do you reckon you spend gaming? Oh, I reckon that'd be somewhere in the uh, vicinity of about 100. Wow, that's a lot. That's yeah. like... I can't do the maths to figure that out. Sam, he spends a lot of time gaming too. And guess what? what? He's written 10 books as well. Oh. Yeah. How many books have you written? I've wasted my life. Yeah. Welcome to Comedy on Edge presents the chat show with live in Edge HQ. Missing in action, long-term listeners, is Lester Diamond. We've been searching car boots. We haven't found it. Well, we haven't really been searching for him. He's not here. We're kind of grateful. Instead, on sound, we have Ryan. Special comments, Crawford. How are you, buddy? I'm really good, Mark. How are you? I'm Relieved, I have to say. It's nice to have a little break, actually, from Lester. It is. It is. It's, it's nice to have a little break. Yeah. It's sort of like, yeah, it's not... Actually, our counsellor told us that we needed to have some time apart, just, you know, when it was getting a bit tense. So That we, is true. Yeah, that is yeah. true. And we didn't... We, had, we got to have a break without anyone get, being issued with a restraining order, which is always a nice touch. That is. Yeah, yeah. That's, we didn't get into AVO territory. That's saved so, a fortune on legal fees, which is good. So, and a bit of an update. Now, last week's episode, we called out Ray White Real Estate. We did, we did. They came back to us. Yeah, yeah, right. That's right on the Twitter feed. They did, I saw that. Yeah, uh, if you want to know what it's all about, check out at Comedy on Edge on Twitter. And yeah, they came back and I'm I'm not happy with the response. Are you? Uh, Well, you know, it's a fairly typical social media response, isn't it? Just an immediate kind of like get back to you and say, we can fix it, we can fix it. No, no, they didn't do that. They just wanted to know who it was. Like which area was doing the for those for those if you're listening for the first yeah. time what happened I have a no junk mail sticker on my letterbox and they keep Ray White Real Estate keep fl- putting flyers in my letterbox and it drives me fucking nuts That's and right. so instead of coming back and I like I take your point on this because what you basically were saying was it really shouldn't matter where they they wanted to know where you lived so they could address this problem personally and I well. A no junk mail sign is a no junk mail sign. Well, so, wanted... so what's your what's your national policy here, Ray White? Do you do you only do you only put a band aid on it when somebody complains? That's and the, I, I don't think they listened carefully because I actually asked for reparations. I wanted a free house. <laughs> we wanted a house. That's I wanted right. a free house. We, we want a new Edge HQ. Because this exactly has been right. going on for seven years. I think it's only fair that, and I'm not fussy. No, anywhere from say Strathfield. And if you do a circle around city around Strathfield, I'll take your yeah. unit. Yeah. I'm not fussy. Give me a yeah. free house. We, we basically just want running water, electricity, you know, just the, 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 the basics, just so we can you know, run a podcast here. That's, yeah, uh, and rent out to some backpackers, you know. Yeah. Make, make a bit of, so, Ray White, come on. We're not happy with your response. I'm going to keep hassling you on Twitter until you're blocked. Yep. Or yep. you block me. <laughs> Maybe, may, unless they decide to just start, you know, upping the number of flies and just say, just build a house out of that. I don't well, know. They, that, that, that would be an interesting... Yeah. I would respect them more if they started flying my house <laughs> twice a day. <laughs> just, just, just trolling you. Just, just like, thinking it yeah, on. Yeah. Their advertising budget's going nuts. Well, anyway, <laughs> enough about our ongoing feud with Ray White Real Estate, who... We will only be settled, in my opinion, when we get a house. When we get a house. We've got a guest today. It's a, it's a man. I mean, it's, we're up to, what is this, episode 110, 11? It's getting up there. Yeah. Yeah, no, 111, I think it is. I think I asked him at about, I think, the episode five or six mark, and it's taken... Yeah, I think I was busy back then. Yeah, 100 episodes <laughs> to get him. Now everything's going very badly. I can come and do your silly podcast. Yeah, well, welcome, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bowering. Thank you for coming along and dignifying us. Thank you. Yes, thank you for having me. I know, it's 100 episodes. Yeah, it was. You were one of the first... When I, I remember when I started this, I had a list of names, and mm. you were in the list, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I think back then it was also like, I mean, I still don't really understand how podcasts work or where they go or anything like that. So back then I certainly didn't know. Is this your first podcast? Or? No, no. no. I've, I've done a couple. Oh, you've done that, a few? That you will never have heard of. Well, that's uh, like they, what they all are. It seems like <laughs> that's, that sounds like a podcast to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are so many of them out there. There are, there are. Yeah. So welcome, and great. I might start mine next week. Oh yeah, oh, you really? guys can come and be guests. Oh, perfect. What, yeah. what I'm gonna I'm holding out to episode 110 oh, okay. before you come on. Well, that's you, fair enough. Have you got an idea for what the podcast to be about? Oh, maybe just sort of blokes sitting around chatting to each other. Yeah, that right. Seems to be the way it goes. <laughs> I think there's a gap in the market for that. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's a uh, very under underplayed. I was thinking about doing one. I was thinking about doing a podcast at one stage, you know, um, other than just working with Mark. But um, I kind of need his drive to do it weekly. Cause and really, my equipment too. Yeah, and your equipment. Because I, I think if it was up to me, I would probably just do a yearly one. I don't know. You get much. <laughs> I don't podcast. think. You, I don't think you get much uptake. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You'd really want to be. Once you'd want it to be good. <laughs> yeah. Well, doesn't Sammy J, the Melbourne comedian, he's got his once every five years show. Oh, does he? That he does. I think he started a. I can't remember, but it's every, he's going to do it every five years. An update on his show, and I think he might be up to like the second lot. Yeah, right. And he's committed to do it. Sorry, is that a podcast or a no? Live? No, no, it's a live show. Oh, like, okay. It's his. He just spends five years flyering and then does one show. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh well, it's he commitment to the might course. actually get some people to the show then. Yeah, I think he's got a thirty seater for the fifteen year one. So yeah, right. excellent. Right. Yeah, on yeah. I was going to ask about the economy moving scale, up in the world. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> fifteen years worth of fans <laughs> into a stadium. We're just going to go and do it at a stadium, but no, it's a thirty seater. It'd be tough if you flyed someone in year one and they're like really looking forward to it, and then you ring them up like. Oh, you still ready to go? Oh, sorry, man, I got something on. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what well, I'm happened. I'm dead, too. actually. I'm afraid. I, <laughs> yeah. I died long ago. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, change of venue. We're going to a graveyard. What's, what's your insurance policy like on these tickets? Yeah, it's not, honestly, it's not good. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're here, Sam, and I'm I'm happy you're here because I've I bought some merchandise off you. You did. I came. We exchanged cash, and mm. don't worry, Ray White. If you're looking for something to scam us off, it's illegal merchandise. The <laughs> board game Bedlam. Yeah. Now tell us, Sizzle. Uh, we'll put up a link on the podcast for people to buy the game. Mm. Talk me, talk me through the. I bought the game. Now my girlfriend, this is a gift for her, which I'll play with her. Mm-hmm. She's you're an esteemed author. You're one of her favorite authors. She likes mm. your trilogy series. Oh well, thank you so much. Oh, she's like, oh. <laughs> she goes, Sam. He kills off so many characters. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah it's fuck him. Yeah, from the Georgia. right. You were doing this before Game of Thrones. You can't was have you can't have motivations and character arcs when you're dead, bitch. <laughs> so. Well, there you go. So, talk me through Bedlam, like for the listener. What's the game? Is the game? Well, it's a card-based game. Um, we kickstarted it. Um, it's a game that me and a buddy of mine called Dave, also known as Dangerous Dave, Random Dave, or Unfunny Dave Williams. Um, <laughs> not the comedian So not the comedian So the way to dis- be distinctive Between Dave Williams My Dave And comedian Dave Williams Mine is Unfunny Dave Williams Unfunny Dave Williams So Unfunny Dave Williams And I got together uh, Played a, a day of Different card games Board games And at the end of it We looked at each other And went Well maybe we should Have a crack at At making one of these Because we're both Very enthusiastic gamers And we're both Quite You know We're experts about Various different types of games and then we argued and bitched and moaned for four years over Skype late at night, stoned a lot, sometimes drunk, um, making up stupid characters, working out the gameplay yeah. and ironing everything. Uh, and our database became this incredible octopus of information during that time. Originally, we wanted to start it as an app, 
but that just seemed a bit untenable. It's a lot end. of work. It is. And we, so we decided well, this is perfectly functional just as a physical game, so why don't we kickstart it and see how we go? And as it turns out, we went really well. Sweet. Um Raised enough to create the game. And so it's about five years in the making, really. Wow, that's, that's, a, lot, that's a long time. Yeah. The next one won't have nearly as much love and care in it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's basically about staying brave and sane in a crazy world, um, which is kind of our world. But I mean, it's not based in any particular time and place. There are dragons and goblins, but there are also accountants and lawyers and tax bills and parking tickets. So it's just everything thrown in the mix, hence Bedlam. So it's got monsters and also dragons and goblins. Yeah. <laughs> My favourite monster in the game is a monster called uh, the Monster with Two Names, or Ed. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's my favourite. Um, and, yeah, so it, it's, it's a game with a lot of take that. You play it with people who um you don't mind if you end up hating them forever right that's um good, it, good it's that about I bought it for my fiance yeah <laughs> it's about screwing over your friends and and Sweet. all the cards are in the set that you you buy in this tin that we've got here or is yeah, there like yeah. additional stuff oh there to... are different editions of the game yeah, right. but it's all the same game it just means you get if you buy a more expensive copy you get a fancier box and there are certain elements of the game that you have to cut out of the cards that you wouldn't have to cut out if you got the box right um, called sliders and counters and things like that. Yeah, cool. But it's all like it's very. Pl- I've played just the basic edition. Um, you just cut them out and you play. It's, it's the same game and yeah. uh, it's perfectly fine. Plays fine. Excellent. Mm. So if anyone out there wanting wanting to get a copy of it, visit facebook.com slash bedlam. No, no, don't no. go there. Oh, no, don't go there. No, oh, no. no. That was printed way before we actually had our own web address. Oh, the web address? What's the website? <laughs> it's madhouseinc.com. Madhouseinc.com. Ink is spelt with a K. Ink. Madhouse Inc. So check that out. Seriously, grab this game. I've read Sam's books as well, and he's very talented. And the artwork on this game is pretty phenomenal. And, and it's a comedy game as well. Like all the cards are funny cartoons. They all have funny little bits of text on them. And people who will never play this game, parents of mine who have bought copies just to support me and stuff like that. Parents of mine. Yeah. I only have two. <laughs> that, uh, but they at the, least, ones that, the ones that are willing to be associated with you. Yeah, but yeah. they read the cards and they laugh. and you know, It's like having 180 cartoons, even if you never play the game. Well, that's pretty cool. And what mm. I think the board game is something that they're good. Do you think board games are coming back or they never went away? So I'm finding myself invited to a lot of board gaming nights now. Yeah, I think they are, my my view is, and, and you probably know more about games than me, Sam, my view is they're, they're um, probably just getting more specialised. You know, once upon a time, like... The, the one that sort of had broad appeal, the board game that had broad appeal, like a Monopoly or a Pictionary or whatever, they went through their phase. But now, like, it's, it, they're, they're very kind of, uh, they're a bit more specialised in terms of what, what kind of interest, interest they're trying to capture. Yeah, and I think I, think I agree with you yep. um, in that, like, something like Kickstarter or crowdsource fundraising in yeah. general means that you can, you can, it's different from having someone invest, say, $10,000 in something and then have to sell the thing. You've yeah. already sold it. So yeah, you've already yeah. created your audience for it. So you can have these niche things that appeal to X amount of people. You don't, you don't have to hit, well, I can shift 10,000 copies in order to manufacture this. Now, you can just make enough for the people who are interested. How did you find the whole Kickstarter thing? Because I've, I've, um, I've seen people do like uh, video games. If mm. uh, listeners of the show will know that I'm the, I'm the resident nerd here about video games. So... I've seen not like, today, you're not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that sounds like a challenge. Yeah. Um, 
And you know when they do the kicks when they do a Kickstarter campaign for a new video game, often like some of the bonuses that you'll get if you're a big contributor to the mm. Kickstarter will be things like even having a character named after you or, oh, yeah, or yeah. something like that. What what kind of what kind of incentive did you offer in your Kickstarter? We had a vanity tier, which was um people uh, get a very special handmade laser etch box, but they also get uh, one of the cards in the game designed in their likeness. Ah, so caricatures right. of people, or they star as particular characters. Yeah, cool. Um, so, you know, the conflicted compensation lawyer is, you know, Joe Smith or whatever his yeah. real name is. Sorry, yeah. sorry. sorry I, Joe. I'm glad we have your money. Uh, but <laughs> sorry, I can't, you <laughs> But I can't remember your name now. Um, yeah, so that kind of thing. Yeah, right. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I, I, would, I, I wish I'd have known about it before. I wouldn't mind having a card. Well, there'll be an expansion. Very Madhouse Inc. dot <laughs> com. Yeah, indeed. I'll be buy, there. Your, buy your specialized copy. Yeah, and you also you, you're quite you've been quite prolific recently. You've just I mean we talked I? about you've written a lot. Like to me, anyone who's written one book. How many books have you written these days? Uh, ten published ones at the moment. Yeah, that, that's pretty mm. impressive. You're on you're in this you're on track to overtake Stephen King at this rate. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. Um, he has a lot of time ever since he's been hit by a car. That's true. He's sort of <laughs> Sometimes I think I'd be better off if someone hit me with a car or sent me to jail or something like that. Then I'd have the time that I need to write more. That's true. I mean, mm. Jeffrey Archer, when he went to prison, he came out with three prison diaries worth. Oh, yeah? And so, yeah, and I think he was only in for a couple of years. So. Yeah, right. Or if I just do a low-key crime, a couple of years worth, like white-collar fraud or something... Yeah. Actually, well, I've got a couple of ideas about that already. <laughs> well, they, they, it's, house, it's all about house arrest these days. Oh, yeah, that'd be good, yeah. house arrest. That'd be perfect. Yeah, I hate didn't... leaving the house. So mm-hmm. if, we, if the government just made it formal that I never had to leave the house, I'd probably be perfectly happy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, there you go. But what was your, your last project? Now, it's an online book, Choose Your Own Adventure. Mm. What's the title of that one? Butler to the Dark Lord. Butler to the Dark Now, I like the... Ch- now, the... Ch- is it more work writing a novel or a choose-your-own-adventure? Or is I, it a case of, uh, I've written myself into a corner here, you decide how to get out of it, or, <laughs> oh, now I've got to come up with two different alternative routes? Yeah. No, I know, like, when I've spoken to people about writing this thing, people think it must be very complicated. They're like, how do you keep all the different threads going and keep track of everything? Um, but I actually found it really easy to write, I think, because I read them a lot when I was a kid, yeah. and... I had done a lot of work planning out the different through lines and different routes you could take and the alternative endings you could get to and just planned it out. And then I had a lot of fun writing it. It actually wasn't a, a, a brain-bending exercise at all. Um, and writing from that perspective, the very, uh, very rare second-person perspective where it's you, the reader, yeah. you're the character in the book, is actually gives you a lot of license to sort of insert your thoughts into other people's heads, like yeah. give them thoughts that they wouldn't normally have or naturally have and have a lot of fun playing with that dynamic like yeah. because you're such a murderous, sneaky bastard and they're <laughs> reading the book going, but I'm not. And I'm like, but you are in this book. You are. Yeah. Make, make your choices. This one's a good choice for you. Yeah, don't yeah. kill them. This one's you a bad choice. You want to kill them or do you want to kill them? Kill them, kill yeah. them roughly yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. With a knife or a spoon. <laughs> How are you going to kill them? I don't want to kill anyone. Too bad. That's the book. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. I know, it must be a thing like choose your own adventure because Neil Patrick Harris, the actor, mm. just put out his autobiography, and that's a choose your own adventure. Yeah, I read about that. I haven't really yeah. looked into it, but it, it does seem to be this resurgence of I think 
because Choose Your Own Adventure books were so popular in their day, and then I think it was probably just before the advent of computer games and and even text-based adventures online and that kind of thing, and Zork and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, So I think, this is only my dumb theory, but I think computer games probably killed off interest in Choose Your Own Adventure books. And then, now that retro stuff is fun again, and also that you can read books on your device, like the only reason, the only way to get my book is on your device, because it keeps track of all the choices that you've made, yeah. and it it remembers, for example, if you're drunk, like you can drink, you can test too much wine as the butler, you can sample too much wine because you want, you don't want the Dark Lord to fireball you to death because you fucked up the wine choices, right? Yeah. Right. But if you drink too much wine, then you get drunk, and the book remembers that you're drunk, and then in a later passage, if you are indeed drunk, well, then you might have a choice that a sober person wouldn't get because it would only ever occur to a drunk person to do this to particular do, yeah, thing, yeah. you know. So that that's a simple example. It is in the book. Um, but that's a, a lot harder to do on paper. Mm. Um, than, and you can, have, can, you can have paragraphs change contextually. So, you know, depending if you made a choice previously that affects the time of day because you spent too long doing something, then a later paragraph might read that it's sunset instead of, you know, it just remembers everything that yeah. you've done. That sounds incredibly, it sounds a lot more dynamic than the old Choose Your Own Adventures. Well, the yeah. other thing too is like, I remember the Choose Your Own Adventure books because, you know, you'd get one, you'd hand it around all your mates. By the mm. time you get back, the spine would be bent, pages would be ripped yeah, yeah. around it. So yeah. it's going to last a lot longer on the old Kindle. The annoying thing is you can't call them Choose Your Own Adventure books because that's actually copyrighted. Oh, it's, yeah. of course. Um, so Tra- mine, trademarked. Trademarked, yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a Choose Your Own Adventure style or a Pick Your Own Path yeah. Adventure yes, or yes. an interactive game book or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I actually like to think of it more as an interactive story Yeah. because like, what I've tried to do with this one is reward people with a story that they feel a part of and that is actually quite in-depth and changes quite drastically depending on the choices. Of the, it's What I'm getting at is basically it's not arbitrary choices about do you want to go left or right down the corridor. Yeah. Oh, you're dead. You went right. Oh, yeah. no. So next a brick time I read, fell on your head. Yeah. You <laughs> next, know. next time I read through, I guess I'll go it's left. Like, scroll yeah, back, yeah. scroll yeah. back, scroll back. <laughs> so I want to reward people by taking really kooky choices and and getting into the character of the butler because you're a butler to the Dark Lord. It's mm. the way I do the sell of it is it's Downton Abbey meets Mordor. Right. Right? So you've got all these little sort of choices to make about getting the cutlery clean and making sure that things run on time and the door gets answered and the Dark Lord's tea is hot and all this sort of minutiae kind of stuff. But with these enormous repercussions, if you get it wrong, because Dark Lords don't like to be, you know, screwed over or have their tea too hot, yeah. fireball you to death. One suspects the Dark Lord might be a bit volatile. Yes, yeah, he yeah. is rather volatile. Yeah, yeah. And there's a big um, sort of a, another plot going on in the, in the background, which is a bit bigger than just what you have to deal with on a daily basis. Yeah. So there's, there's layers. It's a great book. Sounds it's a really good book, actually. I think it's, this should be a Christmas <laughs> shop. I mean, it's, this episode's coming out. It's mid uh, mid November. If you've mm. left your Christmas shopping, anything at all, you know, get a game game of Bedlam. Get yeah. a choose your own adventure. You can gift it to people on Amazon, and it oh, gift it on Amazon. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. 
There you go, ladies and gentlemen. We're helping it, you do the Send shopping. it to their cloud. And what about... Oh, it's, <laughs> it's always nice when you get things in the cloud under the Christmas tree, isn't it? Absolutely. It is. <laughs> Nothing like when little Jimmy just goes and swipes right on his presents. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if my references are even... Yeah. No, I, I don't think you missed something there. Just shoehorning different yeah, yeah. tech in together. Just, There's a reason Ryan's on the sound and not me. I know nothing about <laughs> this world. Because I've got to admit, I was looking forward to... When you said you'd written a Choose Your Adventure, oh, that's sweet. I'll get it for Jen for Christmas. Then you're like... Mm. Yeah, it's only online. I'm yeah. like, oh, now it's gonna... actually only on uh, Amazon, but you can get a Kindle Reader for free on any device in the world. So people have no excuse right. just because it's on Kindle not to get it. Yeah, there you, you get a Kindle Reader on. So you just in Google Play or whatever it is on an Android, for example. You just yeah, Kindle, you just you just get a Kindle Reader and then you can search for it. Kindle in your apps marketplace, whatever it happens to be. So, so Sam, it. where would I go to pirate the book? I don't I don't really pay for much. So. Well, actually, it's turned up <laughs> a few different times Has being it? pirated. Well, I have, like all narcissists, I have a Google alert set to my own name. <laughs> right. And uh, and so I've seen over the years, in fact, many different books, and this, this one as well, um, they pop up on pirate sites. But the attitude that I take to it is that if I wasn't being pirated, then I would be doing something wrong. You know, like I guess that's if, you, if you're not getting ripped off by someone somewhere, then yeah, your yeah. book freaking sucks. I did man. have a I did have a creative <laughs> creative writing lecturer years ago who, who whose basic initial um, lecture was to to sort of show everybody this picture by uh, called um, Scream by how much the one that keeps getting stolen from. Um, oh yeah. I've got that name wrong, I'm sure. It's okay. Munch. Munch's Scream, I think it's called. Anyway, it's been stolen several times. Mm. And uh, and his whole thing, basically, by the end of the lecture was, uh, was you know, you want to be able to create stuff that's good enough to be stolen. Mm. Like, that's, uh, yeah, that's, exactly. how, that's, how, that's how you know you're doing well. well. It's not being stolen. So I'm always flattered when I see that. Like, yeah, that case, thieves, <laughs> they think that I'm worth stealing <laughs> from. <right>. Wonderful. <laughs> I've seen your books, Sam, turn up into... Um, there used to be it was short lived there was a second hand book stop at the top of King Street oh, yeah. and I went in opening day and it's like oh there's Sam's book it mm. was in there and the other one it's in Martin Place they have a free book bookshop for the homeless people oh yeah and it's, so I was there one night walking past and I was like oh there's books they're giving it out and it was book two of one of your trilogies oh, it's an annoying trick to play I know it's like the person. poor home, I know I'm, because my girlfriend's with me, she goes, I go, isn't that great? Sam's book can be read by this. She goes, yeah. but it's book two. Yeah, they can't afford it. one or three. It it's... won't make any sense at all. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. that's good to see. Yeah, you're turning up there. You're helping the homeless. Oh, well, I guess there are some downsides to being homeless then, aren't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you yeah. go. And it can read the middles of trilogies. Yeah. yeah. So, I guess what you <laughs> always mean, there. Apart from that, it's all gravy and butterflies. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Sweet, you know, it's nothing like <laughs> just tucking in your cardboard box and reading a good old book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without any context about what's happening. And ripping the pages out and using them to make a rather fashionable uh, coat afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Maybe that's what happened to book one and three, you know. It's... Yeah, Could maybe. be. Maybe, That's yeah, what these homeless them. are wearing. Mm. They're wearing a bowering. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Ron, you were saying before the show, you've, you, you, went and saw, you went and saw a good show this week? Yes, yes. Um, fans of the show will know that I'm a bit of a fan of uh, natural history and that I think the pinnacle uh, of uh, people that, that come up with documentaries for that is David Attenborough. Um, he, he was out in Australia. He came out. Uh, apparently, he was filming up in Cairns. And um, and then on his way out, he came down and did his uh, David Attenborough in 3D show. Ray Martin interviewed him. It went for about two hours, but geez, it was fun. For an 88-year-old, he's pretty sprightly. I was like, by 10 o'clock at night, I was sort of starting to yawn. And geez, he's going to keep going. What he's was still the average <laughs> age of the audience? Ray, Ma- I'm just thinking Ray Martin, David Attenborough. Yeah, no, quite young, I thought. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. I'd say probably uh, you know, around my age. I mean, there was clearly like 
just be fans of all ages. That's what I'd say. He's um, appealed you to everybody. About, I mean, the, the listeners won't be able to see, but Ryan mm. looks what, about 65. Yeah, around about that. <laughs> <laughs> it must be a week for the um, the nature docos, because I went to Steve Irwin's Australia Zoo oh, on Friday. And yeah. fuck, it's creepy. Yeah, I've not been Where there. Where is that? I've never It's heard. up on the Sunshine Coast. Oh. It's it's on Steve Irwin Way. They've, mm. The road's named after him, but... Everywhere you look, there's posters of him, there's bronze statues of him, there's pictures of his kids. It's mm. it's like a living mausoleum. They actually were silver statues originally, but they got a tan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Damn just... climate change. Yeah. It was like, like it was a good zoo, but it was freaky. Like it was everywhere you look, he's there and yeah. yeah. And his family apparently live nearby. Like they're there all the time. It's mm. like you know, if you it's sad that the, the guy passed away, but Jesus, get over it. Mm. You know, you wouldn't why don't they rename it Attenborough Zoo or something, and, you know? Well, uh, well, if they do that, I'll just have to rename it again soon. Surely he's not going to be around too much longer. That's that's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to go and see him. I've got this sort of... I've got this program. <laughs> Guys, I've got you this... just rename things when the person dies? <laughs> well, that's what, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I mean, he, things are usually saying... named in memorial. Exactly right. That's why I was saying. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just find this. it creepy yeah. that Bindi... I mean, Bindi works at the zoo. Now, I, thankfully, my parents are still with me, but if my parents pass on... I don't want to be going to work every day and looking at pictures of my dad everywhere and statue. And I'm not talking like little picture you might have on your desk. Mm. I'm talking double life, massive posters of the dude. Mm. I just mm. think it's a bit freaky. She's genuinely living in in his shadow. I think the, the, I think Doctor Phil would make a fortune off that family. I think I yeah. think in about ten years she's going to be needing some therapy. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, don't don't most. I reckon most child stars would be in that boat, wouldn't they? Like, I mean, she's she's on she's on telly all the time now, isn't she? she I mean, she certainly there's a lot of focus on her, like how she was going to come come through as a as a celeb after he, after he died. Mm. Yeah, a lot of eyes. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, don't I, know that I'd. Uh, I think she's heading to Creepy Town. Like, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just it just did not feel right being at that zoo. Yeah. yeah, she'll probably disappear off everyone's radar for ten years and then turn up in an FHM shoot or something down the track. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> that, 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 that's that what happens that, to child stars. Has that it? not happened already? How old is she? She must be over eighteen by now. No, she's still she's sixteen. Yeah, right. I, I googled that before. I dangerous <laughs> territory. Yeah, we're, 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 <laughs> we know Azio and Ray White's lawyers listening, oh, yeah, and yeah. Phil Smythe's yeah. lawyers. They're just looking for any chink in the armor. Let, uh, let, we're, let's we're let's tightly. not let's not get into really monitored watch. No, no, no. I actually, I'm pretty sure she's sixteen because the one I'm. Might be confusing her with the girl that sung at the Sydney Olympics. Oh, Nikki. Well, Nikki Webb. Oh yeah, she did. Turn, she was. The she did NFHM, didn't she? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's yeah. got. I mean, she's got. She's had kids now, so she's. Yeah, right. yeah. Nikki Webster's in that territory, but yeah. Yeah, don't go googling um, no, anything Bindi no, or no, 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 no chance. Of, no that. chance of that. But I mean, like. When it comes to natural history and like comparing somebody like Steve Irwin to David Attenborough, I liked the approach of just like having a look at what was going on in the natural world and like explaining it. I don't like the idea of like. Action action stations getting like, in there and fucking it up. Yeah, <laughs> look, I can get this snake's it? head and I can pull it right back <laughs> yeah. over the top of its skull. That's and... right. Jeez, look at this croc. He's not doing much, is he? Yeah. Let's stir him up. <laughs> yeah, Let's go smash him over the head with a cricket bat. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, is yes, David's uh, more like now. You observe the creature in its natural habitat. That's right. Yeah, tell yeah. us, tell us a little bit about. The, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you reckon Attenborough must like? I reckon when the crocodile hunter it was his peak, he had pretty big popularity. Probably. Bigger than Attenborough. But do you reckon the day the crocodile hunters, you know, passed away, Attenborough's sort of like, yep, I'm in it for the long game, buddy. Now it's, Atten- <laughs> now it's Attenborough's time to shine. Yep. No, I, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's massive in, BBC, in, um, in the UK, of course, has been for decades and decades. But I think he's one that's getting bigger too. Like, it's 
He was. He's always been around. Like he's been knocking out docos since well, for years. Well, his fan base is just naturally growing as the population of the world expands. You know, and there'll be generations handing down his DVDs to their grandchildren. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah. I'll be showing all my, if I ever have any children, uh, David Attenborough DVDs, and going now. See, this is what the world used to be like before it was a bulldozed nuclear wasteland. That's Here is a quite a good record of how things once were. Was wasn't it nice and pretty? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it? Now, you see, kids, we used to have these things. We called them animals. Yeah, and uh, you know, sometimes they were in the water, and mm. sometimes they were on the land. They're quite fascinating. So what you're saying is, with climate change, the way it's heading. Yeah. David Attenborough DVDs are a good investment now because they're going to be worth more when we, when we look back nostalgically at this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I think you could probably get him on iTunes, can't you? Yeah. Well, that's true. That's <laughs> yeah. true. I tell you, yeah, the numbers of copies of these things will probably be you know, limited only yeah, by we'll the probably, number of electrons in the universe. I'll probably just be left with all this stack of DVDs but nowhere to actually physically play yeah, yeah. them. Now, if you got one signed, now that would be... Uh... That would be pretty interesting. Well, I, I Actually, really, that reminds me, no, when, when, we're at the, when we're at um, this uh, show with David Amber, he they, they had people lining up to, uh, to to ask questions at one point. And I don't know about you guys, if you ever go to a thing where there's like somebody talking at the end, they ask the questions. Mm. And that's just, I can't stand that. I wish they would just cut it out of those things. Mm. There's always, they always get up and like warble on for five minutes before they actually get around to their question. But they were quite sort of constrained and, and controlled in this one. But one woman sort of said uh, she just had a book there that she'd bought of, of his and was just like, oh, my daughter would really love it if you would sign this book. So she went off script because they were supposed to ask the question they were supposed to ask. Mm. And, um, and he said, he, of course, being gracious, yes, of course I will. You know, he went down and got it off her. And he goes, what's the name? She goes, it's Jane. He goes, all right, Jane. And he went to start to write. And she goes, but she's very particular and it's Jane with a Y, J-A-Y-N-E. And you know that time, <laughs> as comics, you'll know the time when the audience turns on the person. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, oh. yeah. So Dickhead. I went to a Q&A. A oh, she wants that. Not the person who <laughs> yeah. named her. That's not the right. one who wrote it down on a birth certificate, you silly bitch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> See, we had, um, I went to a Kevin Smith Q&A years ago at the Opera House. And it was the weirdest Q&A I've ever been to. Because the, the people, Kevin Smith fans are freaks. And yep. not in a good way. They're nuts. There was one guy, he had the question. He started off, he had five questions he wanted to ask. He yeah. asked his first one or some nerdy question about clerks. The second one, he said, where can I, I want you to sign my DVD. Now he was right up the back of the opera house and Kevin Smith's joking because he's trying to entertain the crowd. He goes, I just throw it down, man, and I'll sign it. And this kid does. He just chucks the DVD, clonks someone in the third row. And Kevin's like, I didn't mean it like that. And then the, they get into this back and forth argument about where to meet after the show to yeah. sign the DVD. And it was just... Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Where, where fans crossed the line. And that, that Q&A session went for four hours. Yeah. Kevin Smith. Right. Mm. Wow. And you sat around for the whole thing? Oh, it was just like... The guy, a friend of the show, Seizure Kaiser, was with me. And yeah. he wouldn't let me leave. He wanted to know every last thing about Clerks. Yeah, that, right. You know, it's, it's a movie. It's... Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't go for as long as the questions no, about well, no. the, You just watch the movie and all your questions will be answered. Yeah, it's use your imagination. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how the, I don't think Kevin Smith fans could handle a choose your own adventure book. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'd be reading through it. They'd be like, But what do we do? I need to call I need to tweet Kevin. Where do I go next? <laughs> what, what am I supposed to think? Can yeah. people tweet you if they're halfway through the book and will you give them tips? 
Oh, yeah, why not? Okay, so for those who get the book, or even Bedlam, if you plan, you want to cheat. Yeah, or just if you want to just say hi. Say hi. Or ask me out to dinner or take me to a dance. Has Um, anybody done any Let's Play YouTube videos of your your book? Have you seen... Do you know what a Let's Play YouTube video is? Oh, well, then you're clearly not going to be the resident gamer nerd here. So so look at that. He's been holding this up. He's slaying. I have other knowledge, other (laughs) specific knowledge. Anyway, tell me yours. He's written 10 (laughs) books, published a game, Ryan, and he still knows gaming. Stuff. How many books? One nil, Ryan. That's yeah. right. Um, I think no, it's one all. <laughs> the the uh, let's play a YouTube video. It's just somebody actually just playing the game and sort of commentating it as they go. Oh, you know. and what kind uh, of? Just uh, any game? Any 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 video game? Yeah. So uh, and the, and the most famous kind of proponent of this medium is a guy called PewDiePie, um, right. who I have never watched a single one of his videos because he's. It's reportedly quite annoying, but I was but re- I was really just making the joke like that somebody could read your book, yeah, yeah. as a let's play video, and that would be just as interesting and mo- as most of them, I think. But, yeah, although yeah. probably a lot more text heavy. Yes, the yeah. video would have to go for a long time. If you're looking for tips, you can tweet it's at semi fantastic. Yeah. You were a late comer to Twitter, because I remember when you first came on. because yeah, I hate Twitter. Yeah, but because I remember giving shout-outs, I'm like, tweet you. Like, I was... Yeah, right. And yeah, you, you, you're you tweeting a bit more now. Well, I don't know. I've, I've become less cantankerous about Twitter. It's still a very dangerous thing, I think, because I often come home drunk and then think it'd be a good idea to get on social media and let rip at the world. I have a policy where if I actually do everything that's a good idea, then I must delete it before I go to sleep. It doesn't matter. I can... I can save it and in another yeah. place and if the next day I still feel that everyone is an asshole <laughs> and that they all deserve to hear it from me then you have my permission past self or future <laughs> self to put it on Twitter but you do not put it on Twitter <laughs> right right now like this you wake up tonight with your, wake up with your hangover <laughs> geez drunk me was really on to something well, no, I wake up and I go yeah. oh, thank god I didn't say that oh yeah, thank yeah. god we really need to increase <laughs> the beer budget for these podcasts we do right? we do we, we, should have got, got, we should have got him drunk beforehand. We could have got his drafts folder out from Twitter. We could, have, <laughs> could have torched a few bridges to go with it. Yeah, yeah. But I think part of it was I didn't know how to use it. I don't know. I, uh, you know, there's so many different it's social a, it's medias a, it's now. It's, it's so a confusing annoying. medium for me. I, I do my best with Twitter, but the, the limited characters, which appears to be the niche thing that makes yeah, it so yeah. popular, I just... How do you say... Like, I, well, I that's the, yeah, that's exactly my thing you as well. You have to sacrifice like, grammar. Exactly. I know it's and it I be, can't. You, yeah, it would be tough. I can't as an sacrifice grammar, you can't. and I can't spell great. G R eight. I don't do abbreviations, but mm. I do like you got to do the and hashtags. You can be your friend where yeah. you just squash stuff together. And I mean, you guys know how what it's like writing jokes. Like it can be really hard to write a joke the right way. And if a joke needs to be a certain length, well, yeah. then you just can't put it on Twitter. That's right. So you need a joke that's actually really short, and the shorter the joke, the harder it is to write. Yeah. yeah. So you know. Yeah, no, that's definitely my... Uh... Fuck Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As my first twi- twi- tweet I ever think it was. was. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was... <laughs> was I think your first Twitter. 10 were all along yeah. the negatives. I don't Twitter think you sucks. were... You were PR. Yeah. <laughs> Why I am I on here? I think it was me and maybe Liam Nesbitt who were, were championing your cause. You there were. was a few of us. We were sort of encouraging you to follow him. And now I'm very happy to be the proud owner of, of literally tens of followers... Well, you've done more than because you appeared. You appeared on Twitter about the same time as friend of the show Tommy Dean and oh, yeah. board game enthusiast Tommy Dean too. As, mm. as Tommy, he would have been trialing Bedlam. Uh, Tommy was one of our prototype players, of course, of yeah, course. Yeah. So. so he's got some in. There's some some Tommy Dean input has gone into this box or this tin but, of cards. But he started on Twitter. But he, mm. he, unlike you, he he's not. I don't think he's on it anymore. I think he tweeted about twice and then. Disappeared. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't looked him up. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I don't ever read what anyone else has to say. I just go on there and scream abuse into the void and then blog off and fuck off. <laughs> I don't so I don't actually know <laughs> what ha- what happens on Twi- in the Twitter sphere. Yeah. Um scream abuse yeah. into the void. That's a really I think I might start thinking about it that way actually. It doesn't really matter, does it? I if mean, you make a return to the festival, there there's there's a show to title yeah. if if you ever get screaming sick. abuse at the void. Yeah. Mm. I think that's a nice title. You reckon people will flock to come and see that? As long as they don't identify with the void, I suppose they if might. You, yeah. If, yeah. if you get your flyering campaign to match your show title, I think mm. you could get some yeah some interesting bystanders. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I'll keep that in mind if I ever decide to do a festival show ever again. There you go. Well, I think it must be time for that for our, for our one regular segment, Ryan's Random Questions. Buddy, have you got any questions? Yeah, I've got questions. Sweet. Well, let, let them rip. I've got the usual one, two, and three, but we don't get started, as you know, without the theme music. Oh, we really need a bigger budget so we can trip this in. Yeah. I hate you for this so much. Come on. Ryan's random questions. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for your enthusiasm. Yeah, no, cheers. Okay, question number one. What's the strangest thing you've ever eaten? It's a tough one. Define strange. Oh, like well, to you, me, the fact that people strange like to you is to me the fact that people like avocados smeared on everything is fucking weird. It's yeah, just really? green. It's slimy. It's gross. Right? I don't. Yeah. Just like I got a sandwich today and it had. I'd throw it out. I couldn't eat it. It was yeah. just disgusting. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, I'm quite a fan of avocado. Put it on a bit. Of toast well, you're with weird. Some pepper yeah. Avocados are nice. I think yeah. you're either for or against, it and I'm in the against camp. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm racking my brains. Like I've always been a bit of a fussy eater. Um, yeah. So, I, so actually nothing weird's going Maybe in a there. chunk of glass that came out of a salad bowl once cracked one of my teeth, but I didn't actually swallow it. <laughs> but yeah. I, oh, well, we, I can, just, we can just change it to what's the strangest <laughs> thing that's ever been in your mouth. So there you go. Oh, that, that is oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Set the explicit rating on iTunes <laughs> for that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, question number two. What piece of obsolete tech do you wish still existed? Dictaphones, maybe. Like, I know you can record notes in your phone and all of this, but it just, I never do it. It just, but I used to use a dictaphone quite frequently. And then you could walk around and be cool like you're some news presenter, you know, walking around being cool. It's a good look, isn't it? (laughs) Walking down the street, note to self. Um, I need to buy more milk. Click. Or whatever it is. And they never listen to the back. No, no. You never actually tighten them down. But I actually, I have a little, you know how there were those little tapes, those tiny little Yeah, yeah. I remember them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I found my old dictaphone quite recently. And unfortunately, it all, you know, rotted. And I just wondered what was on this very last tape. Because I'm pretty sure that it documented... um, the last time I may have taken mind-altering substances as a teenager and then recorded all my thoughts, which would have actually been a kind of an interesting time capsule. Yeah, it would have. But I wish that I could play it, but I can't because I don't have a working dictaphone. I to mean, answer your question. But you've still got the To actually answer that one. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah that was... Well, wow. <laughs> but I reckon that's a project. We've got to get this thing listened to. I think to. we get... Well, I know Pete, friend of the show... I think show, the tape itself is degraded. Oh, the right, tape. It's not right. the, the machine. Yeah. For me, it'd be the, the Walkman that was also a radio, so you could listen to your tape and the radio at the same time. Because, yeah. like, I've got I, on my iPhone, there's no, without having to stream, I don't have a radio on this. And I don't listen, like, I haven't listened to the radio for years. Yeah. But I remember when, you know, you could walk and you could go, oh, I feel like the radio, oh, this song sucks. I'll listen to the cassette. 
Yeah, yeah. That'd be mine. I have to admit, the radio's rather dropped off my radar, radar as well. When I, when I used to live in Canberra and, you know, you drive around a lot more in Canberra to and from work and stuff like that. So you'd always have the radio in the car. But in Sydney, you commute in the train like everybody else, I suppose, and, or a bus. Well, we and, went, and when we were in Brisbane. Listening to podcasts. Listening to podcasts. Yeah, podcasting <laughs> away. But we were in, when we were in Brisbane, we had a rental car and we were listening to the radio. And I had that realisation that's awesome and also awful. Triple M is now playing the same music as it's on my iPod. Yeah. They're playing Nirvana. They're playing Pearl Jam. Yeah. They're playing all these obscure 90s hits that I loved. Yeah. We're yeah. old, man. Yeah. It's That's Triple depressing. M's our network. They've, they've ditched Nickelback and they've gone for Nirvana. Speak mm. for yourself. Speak for yourself. <laughs> mm, Bop is still cool, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's on Today FM. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, no, I, I never still got it. You still got it. Because yeah. that, that is a way to track your, uh, like, what radio station you listen to. That was a way to track, like, what demographic you were in, pretty much, wasn't it? And and these days, that doesn't sort of happen so much. Unless, you're, unless you're really clinging to, like, Alan Jones or something, in which case, you know. So I used to love pretty... Triple J, and we've got friends who work on Triple J. Yeah. Um, but I think Oz Hip Hop sort of drove me away from Triple J. Yeah, no, that's definitely the case with me. Not an, I like the herd. Um, Guys like that, there are some great Oz hip hop, but there's also some awful Oz hip hop. Yeah, they did. They did do a pretty big focus on Oz hip hop on there for a while. They, are they, they, are they still doing it? I don't listen to it anymore. Oh, I've, I only listen to mornings with Matt and Alex every now and then. Yeah, right. And yeah, but that's about it. Yeah. Like, what about you? What? 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 You obviously, it's a technology. It's a technology question. Yeah. What do you want? What would you? What obsolete? Um, look, I actually have to say it's not really technically obsolete, but. They're just not the same anymore. Like arcade, like arcades, uh, video game arcades. They mm. still have your in, you still have your intensities or whatever. But they're such kind of they're, they're such kind of fast and furious affair now. You used to be able to go and chuck your twenty cent coin in your Street Fighter you and, be there, and, and be there cent coins. and then and then be there forty five minutes later. And that's mm. uh, I, I miss that. I miss those days. I really do. I guess you know, considering you can pump even more hours into just playing a game on a console, but uh, yeah, that that that's what I'd say. Those sorts of uh, those sorts of arcade machines. I know they still kick around the odd pub, but it's just not the same as having a full room full of them and and uh, and a guy slowly going broke as people and a parent allocating you twenty cent pieces. That's right. <laughs> exactly. You've right. got two dollars worth of playing today. Yeah, that's, that's right. what I used to get. That, that shouldn't take long, and then yeah, yeah two hours later. Yep, yeah. excellent. <laughs> Uh, question number three. Are there any American words that you prefer to the Australian word? For example, instead of saying footpath, they say sidewalk, or instead of rubbish, they say trash. Is there any American word that you actually prefer to the Australian word? And if there is one, if there isn't one at all, then just, you know, what's your absolute least favourite? Mm. My favourite, and this is based on the G20, I prefer Obama to Abbott. <laughs> Excellent. A leader who can speak and has vision. Yes, yeah, that's not bad. Heck, yeah, I'd yeah. take Bush over Abbott at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, try, I find myself saying the word douchebag a lot these days. Yeah, so do I. Actually. But I don't know if I like it as an insult. It's What's not really that clever or something, but it seems to have permeated my mind, and that's just a go to word now. Yeah, because my favourite um, insult, and I heard that this is an Australian phrase. Fuckwit mm. is Australian. Like yeah, right. fuckwit came from the University of Sydney. It was the fifties or sixties where it was you were a fucked wit, and it became into the lexicon from there. Yeah, right. So like, I like fuckwit. I'm staying loyal to fuckwit. Yeah, fuckwit is quite. But good. douche, yeah, douchebags comes in. I think South Park bought uh, yeah douche yeah. into the. See, I I made the mistake of thinking that douche. A douche was a shit or a turd. That's a deuce. 
Deuce number two. No, no. But even in that even in that South Park episode that you referenced, they nah. talked about a, yeah, a, a shit turd, sandwich or a, a douchebag or a douchebag. A douche is a female hygiene. Yeah, product. no, I know what it is now. Yeah. I was trying to explain. Like, <laughs> no, I'm just hoping now that you're an enthusiastic girl. user of them yourself. <laughs> if you ever if you ever meet a lady and she asks you to buy a douche, she needs a douche for you're in for a weird night. It's actually actually since I had this sort of conversation with somebody, I haven't gone back and seen the episode. But the douchebag in the episode. What, was it actually a plastic bag full of just it, matter? Is that no, it wasn't. It was a it was a a douche bag designed to shoot water. Yeah, right. It was a ba- yeah. It the was shit a gi- sandwich was, was a shit sandwich. A it wasn't douche, a dish. Yeah. And can I just finally? I thought of uh, actually a good example. I like candy over lollies and cookies over biscuits. They just I, seem cuter yeah. and more tasty and colourful. Yeah, yeah. And if I go to the candy shop, I want to go to the candy shop and get a lot of candy. Yeah. I don't want lollies. Yeah, lollies I don't like either. But I hate, saying, I hate saying L's. So, yeah. you know, I was always going to be biased on that one. There, there is. Yeah. <laughs> but candy's fun. No, nobody will ever know how many, but there's a few. Cover me uh, with candy. <laughs> yeah, no, i got to agree. In fact, the biscuit one is actually one of mine. I, I think uh, I, I do like the cookie... And the cracker dichotomy thing they've got going in the states because it's clear, it's clear what you're getting. If they say it's a cookie, you know it's a sweet, soft type thing. Mm. If it's a cracker, you know it's more of a savoury, crispy type. So of thing. you think the cookie... here we just call them all biscuits? It's just all in one big basket, mm. and that's just wrong. So you think the cookie monster Chips is more appealing like that than the biscuit monster? Then yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's and yeah, that goes. So the one saying. I like the biscuit monster. The biscuit monster. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a horror movie. <laughs> um, I have a few others. Well, actually, I've got word, I've got a word that and spelling wise, how do you guys spell jail? Uh, J A I L. I would concur. I spell it that way, but Lester Diamond, because we got in a Twitter fight over this, yeah. spells it the English way, G A O L, and apparently that's how we're supposed to say it. But I, I go with the J, which is the American way. Yeah. I think I think that's one of those ones that's sort of uh, just both of pass, like both are acceptable. Like if you looked it up in a dictionary, I don't know if mm. that's. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. No, I guess what I'm saying, Lester, if you're listening and you won't be, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to say, um, their word for bushfire, wildfire. I think that's great. I think that I think I'd much prefer. You think that. it sounds cooler? I'm calling it a wildfire. It sounds cooler. It sounds <laughs> look, look, honestly, sounds like it, a party. It sounds a bit sexy, actually. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, but that's probably I'm a, going wildfire. You don't really want people going running towards bushfires, right? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Or wildfires, really, but you know, at least on the news, I just want to hear. Yeah, if you find wildfires or bushfires sexy, then there's going to be people (laughs) wanting to talk to you this summer. That's right. (laughs) Um, But but my least favourite Americanism, and one that I will never accept, is um, uh, bangs for fringe. They call they call the hair in the front of your head bangs. Mm. I just no in in no no bangs in no universe is that okay. Bangs is not fringe. Bangs is when it comes the the girls it goes to the side. No, it's the lot. It's the fringe. No, because they've got the word fringe. Fringe is fringe in America. Bangs is a bit on the side. Like Jenna, it comes. Jennifer Aniston had her bangs when she had the Aniston cut. It's the side. It's not the fringe. No, it's not. It's the fringe. You're very across Jennifer Aniston's haircuts. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a lot of time and a lot of (laughs) magazines to read. Well, you know, we can we can, we can revisit this because I'm not going to waste listeners' time by See, trying to look it up on Google. But bangs is the fringe. Bangs versus fringe. You don't like bangs? No, I can't stand bangs. Huh? No, I don't think it's it's a fringe. Mm. You know, it's a fringe. It's a fringe. Yeah. Apparently, toey is isn't it very Australian thing? A toey? No, no. Like oh, to get a bit toe-y. when you're horny, <laughs> people understand horny all over the world. Yes, they do. But toey um, is apparently us. You think toey oh. is is horny? 
Well, I think it isn't. Is no, it? I, I thought Toei's when thought you get a bit like agitated. anxious. Yeah, so I can right. understand the context there, but it's sort of like more like, you know, like say we've got to go to a party at f- I'm in an hour. Tired. And I'm oh, a bit tired. Come on, we've got to leave, getting guys. Getting restless. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have a few projects, Ryan. We do. You've we have a lot, of, a lot of research. Like, we have done nothing but muddy the waters. <laughs> there, no one has been educated by this. No. The opinions could be right or wrong, factually correct or yeah, incorrect. Yeah. I, you know, actually, actually <laughs> listeners, tweet us if you if you think you agree with me on bangs. That's what I want to know. Tweet uh, tweet comedy on edge. Yeah, tweet at comedy on edge. Team Ryan, which is Team Fringe. Yeah. Or Team Mark, Team Bangs. Hashtag yeah. Team Bangs. No, that just that just confuses and things. All this talk of uh, bangs fringes and fringe. And bangs is yeah. making me a bit toey. <laughs> <laughs> a bit toey. <laughs> well, on that note, Sam, it's time to wrap. Thank you for coming along. It's 110 episodes, so oh. hopefully we'll see you before the 200th episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we'll put all the links up. Check out. Seriously, get the car. I've got the game. I'll let you guys know how much fun it is to play. Buy his books and follow him on Twitter just to annoy him yes. at Semi Fantastic. That's right, Semi Fantastic. And tweet old bangers fringe over there, Ryan at Ryan the Crawford. Crawford. That's the one. And you can follow me on Twitter at mw double underscore oh or at Comedy on Edge. Thank you guys for listening. If you're listening on iTunes, give us a rating or a review. And I guess that's it. So Ryan, hit the music. <laughs>